welcome to Become a Unique Podcast, a place where you can be well and be you. We are all about lifestyle with a focus around wellness over here. One week we may be talking about gut health and the next week we may be having a conversation about being enough. No matter what the topic, the goal is to inform you with information and tools so we can vibrate higher as our true selves. Be ready to grow in a beautiful way. Becoming Unique is a growing podcast and would love your support by following or subscribing to this podcast. In Apple Podcasts, click the plus button. Reviews are also helpful for the podcast growth. So all reviews are appreciated. And lastly, but not least, be sure to share the podcast because the best advertisement is word of mouth. So let's get started with today's episode. I've always thought of it is that old parable about stone um, stone soup where there was the village and everybody was saying, oh, we're so hungry. We don't need food and it's terrible. We don't have any ingredients. And there was some crazy person who was like, let's make stone soup. And they put a rock, just a plain rock in the bottom of a pot and put it on a fire and started cooking. And then randomly people were like, oh, I have a few carrots and oh, I have a few celery pieces mm. and oh, I have this, that and the other. And then they throw it in and you know everybody contributes a little bit and then it becomes a lot, it becomes a real soup. And um, that's how I kind of think about Uptown Grand Central is over, you know, we really started with nothing and, you know, we still don't have a ton, but we have a lot of people who are willing to give a little. And, um, and so that's kind of built up over the years. Hey, y'all, you guys just heard a small clip from today's episode called The Go-Giver. And a few episodes ago on my coaching one-on-one with Eronica, when I asked Eronica to tell me about herself, in her description, she called herself a go-giver. That was the first time I ever ever heard the statement go-giver. And I was just so intrigued with it. I was like, a go-giver? Oh my God, I absolutely love that. My mind became very active thinking about, wow, a go-giver. I need to have an episode about being a go-giver. Um, because I'm like, this is a person that is giving outside of themselves opposed to, you know, a lot of times we're hearing like, okay, I'm a gold digger, you know, I'm over here creating all these goals for myself and I'm digging hard and I'm going hard for myself. And that is amazing and great because I have a lot of goals set for myself, but that's very individualistic. We're in my mind, I think of a goal giver as going out there and giving back to the collective. And yeah, so I was just like that that statement from that that episode just like triggered something in me to just want to go go with it. I never even looked up the definition to go giver. I interpreted my own definition. And you know, actually I just finally looked up the definition to it today cuz I was like, you know, what is the actual definition to like go giver? And I'm kind of on point with it. So a go-giver is someone who is focused on providing value to others. So someone that is focused, that is providing value to others. So I was like, okay, I got I got this right. <laughs> even though I already interpret it, I'm fine. Even if it was different from what I interpreted, I interpreted my own definition. And also, I decided to look up... Um, was there a book called The Go-Giver? I actually looked this up um, maybe a month or so ago. So I found the book called The Go-Giver on Audible. And the book told a story. And basically, 
the moral of the story is just being open to giving and then the universe will pay you back. Um, opposed to just living in the me, 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 me world. I do for myself and I don't do for others because I don't want nobody else to win type thing. But it's, you know, it's a beautiful story. So if you guys are interested in like checking out the Go Give a Book, which I think is like a really popular book, go check it out, hear the story, how they pull the story all together to show you, you know, the domino effect from when you do start to reshift your mindset and reshift the way you, you know, you, you give or the thoughts behind giving and being okay with it, how things will align up for you. So when going back to me saying, I got to have an episode about being the go-giver, the person that popped in my mind is today's guest, Carrie King. So I mean, she's going to introduce herself and talk about herself and all that type of stuff throughout the um, this episode. But I don't even know where to start right now before I get started. <laughs> so as I always say, this podcast is a lifestyle podcast with a focus around wellness and growth. And, you know, it can be a lot of individualism going on because, you know, when I'm sharing information, you're applying that information to yourself. It's like, okay, how do I work on my gut health? Oh, how do I detox myself? How do I, you know, do X, Y, and Z to improve myself? And that has been the complete goal for this podcast. But today's episode, um, it's kind of expanding out there with the story. It's opening ourselves up to see outside of ourselves, listening to just being a go-giver and so on. And I can say for myself personally, um, throughout this journey I've been on with stepping more and more into myself, I have been doing some volunteer work, which I will say in today's podcast. And I can say, you know, with me doing volunteer work, like I volunteered at a um, food bank for six months. I don't have one picture of me volunteering at the food bank to even like post on social media. But I show I didn't show up with volunteering, you know, to post a picture on social media. I showed up because, you know, it felt so good with inside of me to just be a go-giver in those moments. So it's just something so beautiful about giving back, you know? So it's like a lot of times we like, you know, a lot of times people say, well, what's in it for me? What will I get out of it? Typeness. Today's episode is nothing about that. It's about just, you know, hearing a story and hearing being in conversation about, you know, giving outside of ourselves. So let's get started with today's episode. Let's hear about who is Carrie and what is she doing and so on and listening to this episode and not thinking like, what am I going to get out of it? But thinking about listening to the conversation of, you know, a person that is out there in this world, being a go-giver on a full-time basis. So let's go. Becoming Unique Podcast, I have an amazing guest by the name of Carrie King. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. You're welcome. I am so excited to be in conversation with you today. But before we actually get started, you have to let everyone know who is Carrie King. That's such a big question. That's a, that's a tough one to start with. Um, it's yeah, it can go. That can go super deep, super fast. Um, I would. Uh, I can give. I can give the actual basic details. Um, but also, that's like a multifaceted question. Um, but um, my name is Carrie King. Um, I work for a nonprofit called Uptown Grand Central. Um, which is a nonprofit that works with small businesses and community members and residents along East 125th Street and also across East Harlem to make the neighborhood a better place. Um, and, and as part of that, I, I live in the neighborhood. I live on 126th Street. So um, I'm part of this community and deeply invested in it. And um, yeah, and, and, and just so grateful to be a part of it. Oh, yay. Yeah, I know this is that was a multifaceted question, but I like to ask <laughs> it because 
um, I just want people to tell their version of what they want to tell about themselves, you know, yeah. and sometimes some people may be like, you know, I'm spiritual and the next person may be like, I'm a doctor, <laughs> right. but I just wanted to give you the platform and I'm happy that you shared that, you know, um, that you're a part of the community that you, um, that you serve with Uptown Grand Central. And that's actually how I got to meet you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yes, by the work, the amazing work that you do and that we will get into, you know, really soon. And, and obviously it means a lot to you because that's how you started off, you know, describing yourself, you know, talking that you are a part of, a, you know, a, you know, a nonprofit so that means it's important to you. So yay. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. It's um it's I think um if I didn't live here, if I didn't live um where I do, the work would the work would be very different. But when you're part of the community that you're working in, um it's a total shift. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. You know, I wanted to have a podcast about um being a go-giver. Because, you know, I just recently started volunteering. I did some volunteering with you. And I also um, did some volunteering for about six months at, a, at I'm, I'm about to say a soup kitchen, but it, it was a soup kitchen, but it's also a food bank. And, um, and it just gave me a feeling that I don't even know how to describe. And I really wanted to have a conversation about, you know, giving back and being a go-giver. So, you know, if people never thought about doing it or if they did think about doing it, you know, it can start to bring a little more awareness behind it. And this mm -hmm. is a great conversation to have at the top of 2022, because then it's like, you know, people want to start implementing new things within their lives. And this may be something someone may want to implement. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So um, I just talked about being a go-giver, but what comes to mind when I say the saying, like, you know, what is a go-giver? Like what or who comes to mind when I say that same go-giver? Um, I've lived, I've lived um, in many different places. I grew up in North Carolina, um, but I've been here for about 20 years. And over the course of those 20 years, there have just been certain people who've stayed in the circle and um, of people that I know, um, they'll go out of the circle and then come back in the circle. But there's a lot of people in Harlem and East Harlem who are very, very active in their community boards and their nonprofits, um, just in doing things like coming to farmer's markets where um, people make a decision to shop locally rather than at a, you know, a big box store. And they're just people that are very invested um, and see see themselves as part of the community and see their life as being part of the community. Um, and, and as you know, unique, cause we we're, we shop at the same farmer's market. Um, a lot of the people that come to the farmer's market have shopped with us for like 15 years and are also people who are heavily invested in different causes like um, tenants rights or environmental justice or um, good education in the schools. And I've just really come to admire um, just the same names that always crop up. Like they'll be at the same meetings and um, just being involved because they see themselves as, as part of that. So I'm not going to name names, but um, there's just, there's such a strong network. And I don't know if it's, it's being in Harlem, but a network of people who are very um, involved in the community and activists, like see the neighborhood as a place that that they want to be in and make better for their family and their friends. Yeah, beautiful. So yeah, it's like you said, it's a circle. And it's beautiful that it's the circle of same people that kind of keep popping up because you know they are well invested, like that is their lifestyle. They are a go-giver. It's not like just a fad. Oh, it's cool to go and right. do some volunteer work. Let's go do it for the Instagram post. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's- Which it's is good too. Instagram is good too, but um, yeah, it's, it, is a, it is a mindset. Yes, yes, mindset. That's, that's the word, you summed it right. <laughs> you summed it right up. So- Tell me about your first volunteering experience. 
You know, it's funny as um, my family, um, it's a lot, my family is a lot of teachers and um, preachers and social workers. And so I can't really put my finger on the first time that I've volunteered. Um, I do know my family puts a very strong emphasis on work and work ethic. And so I was always getting dragged around to this, that, and the other. I really can't tell you. Um, I basically grew up in a church because um, my parents had the keys. And so we'd be there whenever the church was open. Um, Wednesday night, Sunday mornings, um, you know, my mom would always paint the scenery and do the decorations. And my dad was the, um, he did the the sound because they would broadcast the church um, on on um, television and so it was always we were just always there and working and it was just kind of a way of life I do when my mom was pregnant with my younger sister she's four years younger um she was she she was on um bed rest for the last eight weeks of her pregnancy and she said that um because she couldn't go get water she couldn't go she couldn't you know move around a lot and I was four years old at the time and so I made a, um, what I'm told is I made a little tray and would, if she wanted a cookie, if she wanted a piece of bread, if she wanted some ginger ale or cracker, I would take it to her. And, you know, I felt very, you know, proud of myself, I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. But that's what they tell me was kind of the first thing that I took initiative to do to help somebody else, um, which is a, which my sister thinks is hilarious because um, <laughs> we haven't always gotten along. <laughs> but but it's like a family ethic that you do for others Mm. so it's it's foundational for you this was in your room so that's so beautiful so that's beautiful (laughs) that you know your your lifestyle has been of service that you can't remember your first time doing service so that's a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing beautiful so do you do you um, remember like a really memorable time of um, volunteering or giving back? It could be good or bad, like a memorable time. Oh, yeah. And when I was in college, the I was part of the, the campus ministry group. And um, instead of doing like spring break in, you know, Florida, <laughs> um, there is a group from the campus ministry that would do spring break to various um volunteer experiences and so there was one um one spring we went to spend a week at a place um a place in Georgia um called the Koinonia Partnership and it was it was it's a farm that was actually founded it was born out of the civil rights movement um when black and white people weren't supposed to be together. And it was a cooperative farm that was founded um, to grow food together and to work together. Um, And they founded a daughter farm as well. And we went to that one that works with refugees and brings in refugees from around the world and helps them settle. Because a lot of times when refugees come from other countries, they're not immediately used to big cities, um, you know, especially if they're coming from rural countries. So it's a farm and they have houses where the refugees can stay. And, you know, all of this was completely new to me. I didn't know anything about this at all. Yeah, I grew up in the suburbs. And, um, and we stayed on this working farm for a week and talked about, you know, radical justice and what does it mean to be truly a neighbor to somebody else um, and just lived out um, the, the guy who founded it um, was a guy named Clarence Jordan, and he actually rewrote the New Testament under a radical lens of like, what does radical kindness mean? And um, so anyway, like by the time I got through that week, I was, you know, completely different person, saw the world in a completely different light and um, was just so grateful for that experience. Oh, wow. Radical kindness. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Amazing. Yeah. So was Radical Kindness a, a book he wrote or what, what did you say he he wrote something about Radical Kindness? Yeah, it's called um, his name is Clarence Jordan, J-O, J-O-R-D-A-N. And um, and he wrote several books of the Bible um, in sort of a justice lens, which is mm-hmm. amazing. Um, so, yeah, totally recommend, totally recommend reading anything he ever he ever wrote. 
Oh, okay. Okay. I, I, see, this is why I love having these conversations. I'm always being exposed or learning something, um, <laughs> something new. So now I know about, I'm going to have to look up radical kindness, um, with Clarence Jordan. This is Please do. That's beautiful. I said, I'm going to have to look him up and it sounds like you, you walked away from a beautiful one week experience over there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's amazing when you can just start to see your community in a in a different way and understand people and the reasons why they do what they do in a different way and then understand your role in the world differently, you know, is so powerful. Hmm. You know, in one word, can you describe your walk away feelings after you give a day of giving back? Um, I would say tired and usually hot. <laughs> And dehydrated um, would probably be the best. A little bit scattered. And usually, at least this past summer, like trying to figure out what I destroyed. Like I've got several um, pairs of jean skirts and t-shirts that are covered in like random colors of paint um, from the mural project this summer. Um, And generally just so grateful because when we started Uptown Grand Central, I mean, East 125th Street is kind of a tough place to be, you know, and Mm -hmm. um, And so, you know, we would do volunteer days and this was maybe five years ago and we would get like, you know, three people because honestly, like 125th Street is a lot of um, groups that worked that send volunteers, um, like people that send children's groups wouldn't send them here or like um, uh, seniors that volunteer wouldn't come here um, because they're worried about the safety of their children. I mean, it's, it's a tough place. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it was really disheartening in the first few years thinking like, oh my gosh, like, you know, this is, <laughs> this is not working. And then just in the past few years, and especially since COVID, I think COVID really just, um, the whole pandemic and, um, and everything that happened during the pandemic had people really evaluating themselves and their roles in the world. And so um, the numbers just skyrocketed of people that wanted to come and help, you know, be it pack vegetables with us or, you know, plant flowers or um, paint murals. And so, um, I mean, I think this summer when we did the mural project, we had like a hundred volunteers in one day and like for people to give of their time and their, um, you know, their Saturday, just willingly to take a few hours is just, it's just, I'm just so grateful, you know? And so I, I would say that that's the main takeaway for me. Um, and then just so blessed for the new connections. Cause usually, um, you know, there'll be people that, you know, their name, but you might not know their story and, um, just getting to meet people and, and watching how they connect with each other is just really, um, really so powerful. Beautiful. I, I absolutely love that you started off with the honest honesty and said tired. <laughs> uh, you know, um, I love the honesty, but you definitely summed it up with the um, with even more honesty of feeling grateful, um, grateful for the people showing up, grateful that you're in the position to do what you do. Um, so I, I absolutely love your answer to that. I, I love that you started off with Taya because that's reality. <laughs> <laughs> it is, you know, or you got like 15 buckets of brushes to wash or, <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. all good. It's all yeah. good. Yeah. 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 Like, it's like, we want to, a lot of times paint the picture of the butterfly, but <laughs> mm-hmm. we have to remember there was a process to become that butterfly. That's so, right. Um, <laughs> So yeah, absolutely love that, that answer. Um, so tell me, like we've been like mentioning Uptown Grand Central, like throughout the podcast a little bit, but like, tell me about your role at Uptown Grand Central and whatever we need to know, like for the stranger that's listening to this podcast that has absolutely no idea what Uptown Grand Central is. Um, tell us about Uptown Grand Central and your role there. Absolutely. Well, it's an organization that's been around almost 10 years. Um, I was not the founder. It was actually founded by um, some of the small businesses along East 125th Street who, um, you know, 10 years ago, were just really tired of seeing the streets dirty and, you know, all the the sadness that happens along 125th Street. And so the, the origin of the whole organization is in volunteerism because they got together 
on a Saturday and had a street cleanup. And they were like, wow, okay, the street looks cleaner. This is great. And so they just kept doing it. And, um, you know, after a number of them, the city and other people started to recognize, wow, like there's some people that want to see East 125th Street um, as a different place. They want to see it as a positive place where people can bring their families and, you know, where people can live near there and are safe and, um, you know, are living a good life. And so that sort of built, built on itself and we became a nonprofit. And then I joined in 2015. Um, and that's when we adapted the space underneath the Metro North at 125th street as community plaza. And at the time people were like, y'all are crazy. Um, and in fact, at the time when all of this, when this organization was starting, I was working at a, at a different farmer's market organization and they asked me to come run a farmer's market. And I told them, I was like, y'all are crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> The farmer's market is never going to work in that spot. Y'all have lost your minds. And, um, but then gradually, you know, Colleen was like, all right, you know, we're going to try it. And, um, and it worked, you know, the first few years it was, you know, tiny amounts of people, like I was mentioning. And, um, but what's so cool is, you know, once you kind of, I've always thought of it is that old parable about stone, um, stone soup, where there was the village and everybody was saying, oh, we're so hungry. We don't have any food and it's terrible. We don't have any ingredients. And there was some crazy person who was like, let's make stone soup. And they put a rock, just a plain rock in the bottom of a pot and put it on a fire and started cooking. And then randomly people were like, oh, I have a few carrots and oh, I have a few celery pieces mm. and oh I had this that and the other and then they throw it in and you know everybody contributes a little bit and then it becomes a lot it becomes a real soup and yeah. um that's how I kind of think about Uptown Grand Central is over you know we really started with nothing and you know we still don't have a ton but we have a lot of people who are willing to give a little and um and so that's kind of built up over the years is you know the um Grow NYC comes with the farmer's market, the small businesses contribute with their food and their products, um, you know, when we do markets and, um, you know, we work a lot with health partners. So we work with El Barrio Bikes, they do bike rides and um, Girl Trek does walking groups, um, you know, lots of different partners. We've got a lot of artists who come and play. Um, so that community plaza started to serve as a, a kind of a, you know, a stage for building larger relationships. And that's just continued on and on and on. And I don't want to answer this question too long, but um, so basically we are, you know, at this, at this point where we're a, a community group made up, our, our board leadership is made up of small businesses and residents and some of the property owners um, and cultural institutions along 125th. So it really is a, a, you know, a cross mix of everybody who's on 125th Street who wants to see it better. Okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you um, <laughs> for schooling me um, because I am a part of the neighborhood and, you know, this 120, East 125th Street area. And, you know, I really didn't know about your organization until like, you know, I guess maybe a year and a half to two years ago. And yeah. I think I was also um, one of the people that made that judgment a couple of years ago um, yeah. when I was probably more in my judgment stages. Now I'm a little <laughs> more like reframing from trying to do judgment. But I remember when you guys were painting under there, I was like, what they doing over there? <laughs> under there? Like they crazy. Like <laughs> I would be walking to the train. Like what is they doing? Like <laughs> this hot mess alone. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, the, like, it was funny, because like, you know, I, 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 I didn't ever, I didn't ever doubt, but there was there continue to be days that, you know, I'll go out there and be like, what the hell are we doing? This is ridiculous. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's, it's a very large challenge. Um, when you've got as much, you know, as many challenges along 125th. So, um, you have to, I think you do have to be a little bit crazy. So we're glad, I'm glad, I'm glad you joined in on the craziness. <laughs> yes, but I don't see it underneath the light. I think I saw it in a couple of years ago. Now I see it like, Hey, I gotta go pick up my, my bag. I have to pick <laughs> up my produce. I have to get, go there now. Um, so I see life there now, but you know, it, it, it takes one, you know, like Will Smith said in his book, it's one brick at a time. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. And that's exactly what it is. And all of a sudden after, you know, one brick, one brick, you're going to have a wall. Um, and that's what you guys seem to be building, you know, with Uptown Grand Central, you know, 
because if you never did that a couple of years ago, then it would still be the same. Like it, like it right. was. Right, right. <laughs> and, and now it's breathing, you know, it's starting to breathe life. It's, you know, yeah. and, and people are expecting that the fresh produce is going to be there every Wednesday. And, you know, it's, it's giving a new look and having people interesting. And that's how I, I found out about you guys. Cause I'm like, what are these tables? What are you guys doing? <laughs> what is this? And it's like, you, oh, it's like, oh, you get bad. You, you come every week. And I'm like, well, what's in those bags? So, right, right. <laughs> Right. Exactly. And then now I'm a week, I'm a weekly member. I'm coming every single Wednesday to get my bag of um, fresh produce. So, you know, if you guys were going to, if some, if, if you guys wouldn't have like did this, like the offering wouldn't be here, you know? Right. Well, and on, and on, and on the, on the other flip side of it, if you didn't come, we wouldn't be here. Cause that first year, um, you know, like I said, I, I wasn't even sure that a farmer's market in that space would work. And um, the first the first um, summer we had some people who I mean, it you know, it it's 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 clean now. But that first summer, you know, it was uh, it it was dark. It was dirty. Sometimes it stunk a little bit. And there were people in the community who that first year said, you know, what, I'm going to make a decision to buy vegetables here. And in, in my heart of hearts, I was like, I don't think you really want the vegetables. I think you just want to see something positive happen. And and um, that first year, Harlem Children's Zone decided to buy a bunch of bags for their families. Um, so that kind of like gave us gave us some volume and yeah. um, association to benefit children. And so then we had the families come in. And so like, I think of it as a two way thing, because like we're there, yeah. but also we're there because the community is there. Um, and so, you know, I'm just always, I do feel like it's such a strong community of people who are, um, who want fresh vegetables, but also want fresh vegetables and to see their community better. And I just, that's what I'm just so grateful about people like you and people who come to shop with us. Yeah. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So now that you are like, I know you said your foundation has been all about like, you know, you know, it was just a part of your lifestyle with like giving back and being exposed to this environment of giving back. So with being like a full-time, like go-giver, like this, like that's your job, (laughs) like you're a full-time go-giver, you know, what, you know, what are your emotions at the end of the day? Like, you know, uh, at the end of the day of the service, are you feeling like this is a job or are you feeling like you're, it's a, a place of service? That is, an, that is one of those, multi, another one of those like multifaceted questions that uh, you ask good questions. I, um, you, you do. Um, you. Because I never want it to feel like a job, you know, and it, it just never has. I'm, that's why I'm so grateful for the, for being in this job is it doesn't feel like a job. Like it just feels like the right thing, right? It's what we need mm-hmm. to do. And I don't, I honestly don't think I could live on 126 because I live just around the corner from the Metro North. So, you know, the same things you see around the Metro North, like people are shooting up in my courtyard, you know, all the same things. Um, I don't think I could live here and have a job other than the job that I have, because mm-hmm. I don't think I would feel like I was, you know, making a difference. And so, um, you know, a lot, the place kind of informs the life and the life informs the work and it's all a circle. Um, but so yeah, it, it doesn't feel like work. It just feels like the exact right, um, the exact right intersection of, of where I need to be. Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that. Oh, that that's an amazing answer. And I love that you feel like it's the right thing. That's, that's so beautiful. So- yeah. <laughs> You know, there's another, there's another theologian and now I'm a blank. No, am I going to get his name right? Yes. Um, Frederick Beekner. And he's, I was a religion major, so I had to read all this stuff in college, but um, he said, um, the place God calls you to is the place where your deepest, I'm okay. I'm also going to mess this up, but it's something like um, the place God calls you to is where your deepest happiness and the world's um biggest suffering meet it's not exactly the word suffering but it's like where your passion meets what is needed that's where you're supposed to be and um I never when I was in college I remember reading that and never like I got it but I didn't get it and now I'm like oh I get it you know I I think I'm kind of God put me in that in that place 
Yeah, you're like right in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh my goodness, that's beautiful. So, do you think Uptown Grand Central has helped people in the communities be go givers? I hope so. Oh my gosh! I like honestly. Um, it, this is this is a very empowering conversation. I hope I. I hope so. Um, you know, it's such a such a cool thing to be able to be a platform um, to let people connect because, you know, like not everybody can be a full time do gooder, you know, like not mm-hmm. everybody can. We still need people to like do all the other functions in life. So um, there's a lot of people that have lots of other roles and to be able to offer a platform to say like, hey, it's a Saturday. Can you come for two hours and plant a thousand daffodils? Um, or can you do this or that? Like little windows where, where we can offer people to come and connect. Like that is, that is such a, an amazing platform to have. So I'm hoping so, you know, um, we try to do things that allow people to come and, and join in quickly and no barriers to entry, you know, like just come get a yellow trash bag and get some gloves and let's clean and then let's eat brownies, you know? (laughs) Um, and so, and so I, I hope so. I, 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 you know, I hope it only continues to grow. Yeah. So I, I can help you answer the question because I'm a part of the community and you helped me become a go-giver. Oh. And- <laughs> <laughs> because like I said, um, I believe last year you had sent the email out and I was on your email list, but you know how you're on email list, but you never open the emails up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So totally. I that, so that was that was what was going on with your email. But you know, I oh, I whatever for the reason that week I opened up the email and it said, Oh, we're doing volunteering on X Saturday. I was like, volunteering. Oh, I want to do that. I, I think <laughs> it, it I know it was in my heart of heart to want to do some volunteering, but just not sure where to start, you know, how to get started right. with it, but knowing I wanted to do it. So I was like, perfect. I'm excited. And I came and um, I did the volunteering. Then you had like another volunteering, like two weeks later. And I came and did that. And definitely it gave me, you know, um, it gave me a great feeling. Like it didn't feel like work. It just, it just felt like, you know, like I, I enjoy doing this. Like I want to give back and do something for a greater cause. Um, even if it's painting a table, you know, it just feels, feels good. And even with painting that mural on 125th street, I swear every time I, I, I'm on the bus, like in passing, I just look and I'm like, oh, I did that. <laughs> I painted that patch right there. And that's mine. <laughs> yeah. And, and even when we um did the, the planting on the 125th street, it was, um, you know, now before I would walk past that block all the time, never even noticed that there was supposed to be, you know, gardening or flowers there. I just, you know, you're walking with blinders every day, even though you walk there. Yep, yep. But then after doing it, then I noticed, and then I remember putting my Instagram stories. It's like, we just planted here and look at this, this garbage. It was like all this garbage was thrown on top of it. So now I take notice to like what's happening you know, when I didn't take notice to it before. So with being, you know, involved, it it helps you take ownership as well, too. That's really cool. I never really thought about it that way. But yeah, like that's, that's awesome. If we're empowering like an army of go-givers to, you know, to also notice. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I mean, I am on probably um like what is it panic alert about like trash on the street like I'll walk just because it's what I think about all the time and every you know 24 hours a day and so I'll Mm -hmm. walk outside and like have heart attacks (laughs) like on the street if I see trash but like when people um you know when people notice the little plants like oh that's the plant that I planted then you're right like we're giving people giving people different goggles you know to -hmm. look at the world yeah and so then after doing the volunteering work with you like I think I did like three times and then it was like I wanted to continue and then you know my I, I don't I, I'm not gonna say I looked out to go and work in the um a, a, I'm about to I keep saying soup kitchen to work in a um <laughs> a food pantry but I, my I was open now to receive right right so, right. you know, then I happened to pass a food pantry. I was like, hey, what are you guys doing? You know, can I come and help? <laughs> it kind of happened nice. like that. I So it was like, I was open, you know, to receive, you know, this, you know, the, the blessings of being able to give back. So it's like, once you start something, then you start seeing all that's available for you to keep it going. Right. Um, as well, too. 
So right. I'm grateful to, to have like officially started with you guys with volunteering. Like, you know, I probably volunteered throughout my life where it's like, oh, come and help out in the school and come out and do this and come do that. But I feel like when I did it with you guys, it was on a different spiritual level for me. Mm-hmm. I love that. You get what I'm saying? Because yeah, I, of course, totally. I of course, did volunteering at school. And, I, you know, at one point I was a PTA, um, a, <laughs> a PTA president and stuff like that. And, you know, but it was it, it was just different at that time. It kind was of like more an obligation. Like, yeah, it's like an obligation where this was just like, you know, I, I, I felt a different feeling. So, right. um, so yeah, I do thank you guys um, for that because, you know, you sent that email and I showed up. <laughs> we're so thankful you did because that's the thing is like a lot of many hands make light work and so you know a thing that seems simple like painting a table or planting a daffodil bulb I mean I'll tell you when I got 1,000 daffodil bulbs I was like holy hell (laughs) now what you know and um and but we you know we knock we knock them out you know and a lot of people are there and so that's just the, the beautiful thing so thank you so much for starting the journey um with us yes thank you thank you thank you and like you said before it's kind of like um it's like kind of like both when you yes. said when you first start you know it's, it's, it's kind of like one hand you know like we both make it happen mm-hmm. so, absolutely <laughs> so do you happen to have any last words you would like to share about um working from a place of service hmm um Gosh, that's another big one. Um, I would just say like, I'm, I, I'm just so excited. I mean, just having this conversation makes me realize the amount of progress we've made in just the first few years of this. Um, and just makes me excited to see like, if, you know, if we can continue to build the community of Northeast Harlem and East Harlem, um, you know, what, what the future can possibly be because you know for a long time like we were talking about um east 125th has been a place where you know people call it like zombie land and i'm never going to go there and like you know there was a meme that was going around in the first part of the coronavirus pandemic and people were saying like it was a picture of the mcdonald's at lexington and 125th and it was going around saying like if you have ever passed by this corner you are now immune to coronavirus you know like just terrible stuff (laughs) I don't know if you saw that, but like, oh my God. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're kind of right. And, but, um, you know, but I think like it was, it's, it was so big, right? Like the amount of sadness and, and just, you know, mental illness and just all the terrible things that is just like out on the street on 125th, um, -hmm. you know, and seeing like, and, 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 and it was just too big for any one person. Like, I remember when we moved here, just thinking like, I don't, I don't even know how to interact with that. Like, it's just too big. It's too big for any one person and to fix, right? Like just too many layers of, of, you know, on a human level and then on like societal level and policy level and injustice level, just too, too, too much. Mm-hmm. And, um, and just, to, you know, we just started doing like the small stuff, right? Like cleaning and painting, like none of this stuff is rocket science. And, um, you know, like we're saying, like, it did seem crazy the first little bit and it still seems crazy, you know, like, you know, this weekend, I'm probably gonna have to go up and clean up some more graffiti and, you know, it's still an uphill challenge, but gradually as as more people start to have like little windows of coming in to help. And like you said, like just change the way you think about the street as, you know, not a place that to avoid, but a place that like, okay, maybe I can make a little bit of a difference. Like if we can keep this going, you know, think about in five years and 10 years, I'm not going to say like, we're going to solve all the problems of the the area. There's a lot of deep sadness here, um, but we can make it better. I mean, one of the, the funny things was, I don't know if I should say this on the podcast, but um, when we painted the mural project, the mural, the, it's, you know, it's half a mile of murals by more than a hundred artists, mm-hmm. um, which is still an, a miracle to me that, that, that we pulled it off. Um, but the murals are for everybody. You know, the murals are not just for the artists. It's not just for the, you know, people who go to art museums. It's not for the art elite. It's for everybody. And 
we would be painting them. And like people that were in, you know, that were coming from the shelters or coming from the clinics, people that were in all kinds of mental states would come up and be like, yo, I really love that. You know, like I remember when, and like, they would tell stories about like how they used to draw like, or, you know, dreams that might've gotten pushed away because of their life circumstance that they are no longer artists or they don't, you know, they're not going, you know, they're not involved in cultural things because of the way they look or whatever. And they were pulling out meaning from the murals. Oh, like that looks like my mom or that, that reminds me of this. And so, you know, to be able to, to work together, all of us together, um, to create, create a community that we want to see that brings together everybody. Like that's where, um, I'm just so grateful. And I don't know if I'm answering the question at all, but like, that's, that's what, like all these little acts of, of giving can add up to when everybody does it. Um, there's this, there's one, there's this one drummer. We we've been doing this thing called make music New York. And okay. If I say this on the podcast, it has to happen, right? Like if I say this out loud, um, I'm scared to say it, but I'm going to say it. So, um, there's this one drummer who has been approaching me for the past few years. He's an Afro-Caribbean drummer. And, you know, there's a lot of these, the, there'll be drum circles in Marcus Garvey Park. There's a drum circle mm-hmm. at the state office building. And what they're drumming is they're drumming in peace and positive energy and good vibes. And so um, this one drummer has been talking to me for several years about what we need to do is we need to drum positive energy into 125th street and so he's talking about bringing mm-hmm. 1000 drummers to 125th wow. street and just lining them up like have everybody just come get your bring your drum and just line up on 125th street make music new york is um, on the summer solstice so the most light on any day of the year is the summer solstice is when you know the sun cycle yeah, and um not, well yeah yeah summer and um and they're and um, summer, yeah. And they're talking about um, you know drumming positive energy together. And so like that would be the ultimate is if we can pull that off and have people come out and you know make that happen. Um, yeah. So oh, yeah. I don't know if it will, it's, but that would be amazing. Twenty twenty two. Yeah. There I you go. Goals. Goals. Manifesting, manifesting it. That would be beautiful because sound is healing and sound therapy. And you even if you touch one life that day, one person you know, you made, you made the difference, you exactly. know, and, and, you know, going back to what you were saying about, you know, people would come up when they were seeing the murals being painted, painted, and it would take them to a place of saying, wow, I used to do that. And I, you know, and so and down their memory lane of nostalgia, you know, I wanted to say that representation matters because, I don't know, it, it, right. every time I saw a painter painting, it looked like it was someone that, you know, of a minority, you know, they, someone that looked like me or someone that looked like they could mm-hmm. be related to me. Yep. And then the, all of the murals, the representation are people that look like us or the images that represent us. So now when people are seeing this, they can relate to it and then it can give them that motivation. So representation is just so important. And then to definitely be in the community and, you know, people seeing this and then like I said even if it took one person to say you know what I I think I'm gonna go ahead and and turn away from this path I'm walking and go back to the other pathway I used to walk on um right so it's probably so many stories that we just don't know the story behind and I'm sure with that the mural situation it's been touching so many so many lives and I swear it's like every time I'm like riding the bus down the 125th street going across and I'm like I'm always seeing a new mural and I'm like, did you that? was that there before? I feel like the painters are done. And it's like, I right. swear I see a new one every time. And it's like, when you really look at them, it's like, it starts to become like really deep. And a lot yeah. of them are spiritual, those murals. I'm like, is everybody, I said, oh, all these artists like on the spiritual path. <laughs> I think they might be. They, um, I think there's a special thing about painting there is that a lot of people did, they were painting in the, they were painting in response to what they saw, you know, yeah. to what the feeling is on the street. And so I think a lot of them were painting like, you know, it's not just like kitty cats or whatever. You know, well, I'm not yeah. that, you know what I mean? Like it was stuff, it's stuff specifically, they knew who their audience is and they know what the art represents. So I think 
Um, yeah, I think you're exactly right. Yeah. And, and then, you know, just going back to where you started with the answer of this question, it's just brick by brick, brick by brick. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what's happening with Uptown Grand Central. Um, it's literally <laughs> brick by brick, but yet you exactly. guys are making, um, you guys are making the difference. I feel like I wanted to say something else to you. Um, oh yeah, uh, just going back to representation um, matters, just kind of probably this is maybe a general, it's a story and maybe a statement for the people that are listening and um, and so on. Representation matters when it comes to also volunteering because mm-hmm. when I when I think the last time I volunteered when we did the painting, um, before we my group started painting he was like oh you know take the trash bags and um and kind of like clean up down a couple of avenues so I was cleaning up picking up the garbage and putting in the trash bag and I remember a group of people a group of men you know stopped me hey excuse me excuse me I was like yes he was like you in a program I was like a program what do you mean a program like why are you cleaning this stuff up were you in the program I'm like oh Oh, because I look like you, you think I'm not supposed to be volunteering. So, so I almost felt like it was like, do we, you know, does the narrative need to shift a little bit as well too? Because I didn't look like, it was like, why would you be doing this? Like, unless you're a part of a program. So I, so I just wanted to kind of make that statement where it's like, you know, sometimes we, like how do I say it like it's okay to like I don't know if we need to sometimes change the narrative of what people think volunteering looks like but what you were saying about representation is so beautiful um and that's I mean first of all in the artwork that was a conscious choice that we made the the woman that um came in to curate the artwork with us her name is Ayanna Hostin and she is um, a woman of color and you know when we started thinking about the project we really wanted all the artists to be local and a lot of times in the street art world the street art world is very male um you know I mean I guess like a lot of worlds and um and so we made some really conscious decisions about the intake form was like, where are you from? And so, you know, people, people get in, if, you know, like you move to the top of the list, if you have connections to the neighborhood, either you grew up here or, you know, um, you have family or you taught here or you, you know, all those things. And then we also really try to put a priority on women too. So you're exactly right. The faces that you'll see is a lot of women's faces um, of all shades of colors, um, because that's important. Representation is super important. And, you know, we want kids who are walking down the street to, you know, take their pictures with the murals and stand a little straighter and taller because they see themselves in the, in the art. Um, and then the same thing with volunteering, like a lot of the, a lot of the groups that do charity work in Harlem are coming in from other places, you know, like it's very, even like on 125th street too, um, you know, you'll get churches coming in from wherever, um, and, you know, and it's like a whole busload of white people coming from wherever they're coming from to, you know, to serve rolls or soup or whatever. And, um, it's just, you know, I'm grateful that they're, you know, giving people food or socks or whatever, but it's very, very different when a group of people that live in that, in the same space are saying like, this is my space and I'm going to take care of it. And, um, it's just a totally different experience. So I'm so glad you called that out. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh my goodness, does the narrative need to change where my own it people does. questioning why am I picking up garbage? <laughs> right. Yeah. They should say like, thank you. I mean, a lot of times, and even people, people will say to our, cause you know, we have our, our cleaning team that's out there and people will sometimes like throw down trash in front of our team that's cleaning and say like, this is to keep you employed. And like, really, that is not cool. Mm. You know, like you should be saying, thank you. You should be saying, thank you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. (laughs) The narrative needs to change. Yeah. But yeah, I'm happy that we're in conversation with this because then sometimes, you know, because if I felt like if I heard this conversation two years ago, before I even started volunteering, now I'll be like Googling, how can I volunteer? (laughs) Right. 
exactly know, to bring awareness to it you know because sometimes we, you, you know in, in our lives especially our western culture lives we just we have a blinders on to our own lives and then we're not sometimes like realizing that there's <laughs> a whole ecosystem happening out there and we're just stuck in our own lane but um when we start to bring things you know to uh, to awareness or bringing up in conversation, then it makes people start to think like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so yeah, so I'm so happy that we was able to have this conversation today, but I'm not gonna let you go yet because I wanna ask you, what does becoming unique mean to you? Questions, you have these amazing questions. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, cause I, I really appreciate, I mean, you know, I do think about volunteering as, you know, like I'm always trying to get people to volunteer. And so the framework that you're looking at it, is it being such a, you know, part of like one spiritual journey and, and part of, you know, your existence within the universe and like an energetic level is, you know, it's just that it brings so much more depth to, to what we're talking about. And so, um, you know, becoming unique is, it's just, it's such, it's such a, treat and like such a learning experience for me to watch you on your journey and like picking up all the different pieces of what it means for unique to become unique and then for me to become unique um you know it's just so so much um getting to the core of who you are or who I am and who you know who each person is and understanding who's in there you know who is inside mm. of this me and then and then and then coming to grips with the parts you don't like and be like, you know what, that's all right. And, mm -hmm. you know, and working with that and, um, and seeing, seeing all the pieces and how the pieces work together and just being, um, just being thankful to be who, who one is, who you are, who I am. Um, yeah. And then to put, and then to put the pieces together to, to realize the things that can make you know, make our experience here on planet earth stronger. And, you know, it's like you said, like it's the healthy food, it's the, you know, self-care, it's the love, the love with our neighbors and our family and our friends. And then you just add this like extra layer with the volunteering and the community service. Cause that's, um, I think people do think of it as like a, you know, maybe it's because when we go to school and college and stuff, you know, you have to do community service, you know, mm -hmm. or like you were saying, like the guy was saying, like, are you in a program? You know, like yeah. it's something that's forced <laughs> on you rather yeah. than, than something that can actually help you actualize who you are. You know, I think that's just such an amazing lens you're bringing to it. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And I love yeah. that you said it's like getting to the core of who you are. I thought that was so beautiful. So, yeah, because I, that is truly like, you know, my name is unique and this is a part of my journey. But, you know, when I created this podcast, I'm like, it's, it's all of our journeys because every single one of us has a uniqueness about us. And I love that you summed it up by saying it's becoming unique. It's about getting to the core of who you are. And that I just thought that was so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and when we all got good people in there, we just got to find it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know, and it's like we get, you know, we're in, there's so much influence out there, you know, mm -hmm. and now it's even more influence. We have these telephones in our hands. We have TV. We have just when we walk outside, there's advertisement, there's other people and we're influenced by everything that's happening. And we forget to, we forget who we are at the core of it mm -hmm. because we're being influenced by everything that's happening around us and what we're seeing and you know and now it's like you know this generation's coming up and we don't even have you know these kids don't even have a quiet moment because they're constantly right. being like stimulating and influenced all day long we're you know just going back you know we've had moments of stillness and silence to you know listen to the core of who we were mm -hmm. um so th this is a challenge I'm looking for seeing into the future. I'm like, oh my goodness, this generation's like, it's, there's no stillness. It's just move, 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 move. Right. Telephones, right. games, everything. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but I, I agree. Was, yeah, a great definition of saying getting to the core of who you are. So, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You've been amazing, Carrie. Thank you so much for showing up. And oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. That, honestly, you, you've like helped me think about what we do at a totally different level, like a different plane. And that's, that's so powerful. Oh, thank you. Thank you.
Thank you, Carrie, for showing up for the Becoming Unique podcast. And thank you, Carrie, for doing what you do. I know I truly appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you to all you guys listening to this podcast and taking in the information that I have to offer you guys. I truly, truly appreciate all of you guys. And if you haven't heard, the Becoming Unique podcast now has a Patreon. Yes, we do. I have a Patreon. So if you haven't checked it out, go ahead and check it out. The link is right in the description. You know, membership starts as low as $2 where you'll get the extended version of the podcast. So you'll get more content from the podcast that's not on the podcast, but you got to be a member to get the podcast. So that's over there on the Patreon. And then we have, you know, the next level membership where you really get to become a unique experience from yoga to plant-based recipes. And there's going to be so much more coming to it as well. Um, the Patreon's only been up. I'm going on a month now, but you know, this is just, you know, the soft opening. I'm really about to wrap up. You're going to see a lot of like, wellness and it's going to be a lot more than just the podcast but that's on the you know the extended um unique experience one but check out the tiers figure out what works best for you and thank you thank you thank you thank you guys for showing up for the becoming unique podcast i truly appreciate every single one of you guys bye